welcome to the Feminine Mistake Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Nicole, and today I'm joined by Hillary, Sarah, and Melissa. On today's Lady Bits, we dig into the controversy over who actually directed the film Poltergeist, and we pay tribute to the Freeling's beloved pet bird, Tweety. Let's get into it. Oh, you men are all alike. Seven or eight quick ones and you're off with the boys to boast and brag. You better keep your mouth shut. But before we get deep, deep into the recesses of this movie, um, deep into the closets of this film, yeah, uh, I did want to bring up a fun fact, uh, which is that hot there's fact. a lot of hot, hot facts. Um, there's a, a lot of controversy surrounding this film as to who actually directed it. So mm. uh, it was uh, it wasn't Tobe. Who at this table feels like this film? feels very much like a Steven Spielberg movie. If you've seen a lot of his other films, like Close Encounters, E.T., um, or even Stranger Things, which was modeled a lot after this film. Yeah. I mean, he did, he wrote it, he wrote, I feel like it is very, like, I feel like it has all the markings and the, even the visual style and the way that the children are directed, the way that the Mm -hmm. children are used in the film. The the dogs. Even the pets, yes, definitely. Now, that's not to say Toby Hooper couldn't do those things, but uh, so here's what was going on at the time. Steven Spielberg had written this movie. It was something that was very near and dear to him and actually included a lot of, like, the the, for example, the clown doll was based on a fear of his own childhood. He had this doll that he was afraid of that was a clown. And so this movie was very special to him. Uh, at the time, he was also slated to direct E.T. Um, because of the Directors Guild <coughs> rules, he was not. He was told by the Directors Guild he was not. He could not direct these films. Were both supposed to go into production? He was not allowed to direct this film and E.T. at the same time. Why? That's dumb. Well, it's just the rules of the union. Uh, so they had hired Toby Hooper to direct it. Toby, you I don't like wait a year. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I'm not sure why why like there are so many solutions. Well, I think maybe it already started going, and maybe he was trying to like kind of do it under the table. I'm not really yeah. sure wh- how it happened, but they hired Toby to, Hooper uh, uh, to direct it, and um, but the, a lot of people who worked on the film, some of the actors describe an experience where Toby was directing the film, and other people describe an experience where uh, Steven Spielberg was actually directing the film. Um, some people say that Toby Hooper at the time had a lot of drug and alcohol problems and, and, and so that affected his work. So he just like didn't notice that he was talking to a wall. <laughs> <laughs> um, and if you listen, to, for, for example, uh, those of you out there who are into Poltergeist and l- also podcasts, I would recommend another show called I Was There Too with Matt Gorley, um, where Matt Gorley talks to, he's a comedian, he's a very charming guy. He talks to people who have small parts in movies and their experience with the film. And he spoke to the guy who was the, we'll get to that scene later, but the guy who uh, who gets the tear in his face and all that that whole scene, the guy who's like eating the, mm-hmm. yeah, the chicken yeah, yeah, with yeah. the magnets, that guy was a production assistant on some of Steven Spielberg's movies, but he was also an actor. And uh, so he was cast in this role. And anyway, he's an interview with him. In the Ooh. description of all the stuff that he talks about, Steven Spielberg was directing the scenes that he talks about. I'm not going to lie. While I was watching this movie, I thought the entire time it was directed by Steven Spielberg. So I was kind of shocked that you mentioned somebody named Tobe that had directed it. <laughs> um, you know, it sounds, if you listen to all the anecdotes, and, and the woman who plays Tangina Barrett, the psychic, a oh. small person. Oh my god. A little she was person. Fucking amazing. Um she adamant 
adamantly said that Steven Spielberg directed this film and not Toby Hooper. Interesting. It definitely feels like a Spielberg film yeah. to me. Mm-hmm. I, I thought it the whole time. He ex- yeah. executive produced it, but you know, and he was there. Are pe- there are videos. There's behind the scenes footage. There's photos of him on set, like much more so than I think a producer typically would be. I mean, of course mm. he also wrote the film, but um, you know, like Craig T. Nelson and Joe Beth Williams, they speak about Toby Hooper and the way that he directed the film and so there, it's there's mixed information. They, so they were paid off to say that. <laughs> it seems like, in fact, it was so controversial that after the film came out, the Directors Guild actually did an investigation into seriously to see if if Steven Spielberg had in fact directed the movie, even though he was told not to by the guild. But like, who gives a shit? They're still putting somebody else's name on it. Yeah, Isn't I think that it where has all to do the with the union stuff, in? and also like if he directed yeah. it, but Toby was hired, like it's a you know it, it violates his credit. You know what I mean? Like it viol- Anyway, there's a whole lot of stuff going on with that. But anyway, uh, it's if you if you want more information, you can find it online. There's a lot of accounts about this, but uh, I thought it was something that was very fascinating to me about the film. Yeah. and to me, it feels very much as like a Steven Spielberg film. Same. Uh, it doesn't feel like I've seen a like I unfortunately. I don't love a lot of Toby Hooper's films except for Texas Chainsaw Massacre. He's got some other films after that. They're very weird and kind of a mess. Um, (laughs) But uh, Texas Chainsaw is a fantastic movie. It's really good. It doesn't feel like that. But then again, it's also a fam- more of a family Maybe film. Maybe that so. was directed by someone else under the table, too. No. <laughs> <laughs> Toby Hooper's um, not a real person. He's just a, he's just he's a, just a bag, he's he's a bag like of flour. <laughs> he's a, exactly. He's like Shakespeare. He's like possibly like six other dudes. Are you saying Christopher Marlowe directed Texas Chainsaw Massacre? That is, is what that I'm what saying. saying. Exactly. Um. Uh, Anyway, it seems as though maybe Toby directed some scenes. Steven Spielberg directed some scenes. Who was really in charge? We'll never know. Spielberg. Yeah, it's yeah. If you look at the film, I think it's pretty clear. But um, he's never admitted that fully. Hmm. What would happen if he admitted it? Um, I don't know now. I mean, he's so fucking old. Like, what could they possibly do to him now? He would be like, I directed Schindler's List, bitches. (laughs) What? What? That's right. What you? What are you gonna do? That's so terrifying. <laughs> we, we meet Stephen Freeling, the hot dad, and yeah. uh, Diane, hot. hot mom. Um, Melissa's not into him, uh, and uh, Carol Ann, and then and then Tweety dies. Warbird uh, just dead, and I then she goes to flush it, which is just what? the wrong choice. Like clog all of your. Yeah, pipes. if I can't put tampons down this, the, you can't the toilet. You definitely cannot put a bird. But can we say how great that shot was with the shadow of the bird going mm-hmm. into the toilet? Yeah, was mm-hmm. really that was a really nice shot. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't see it because I was looking away because um, I didn't want to see. Sarah birds. was very upset during the bird dead bird scene. Yes, she had to look away. I have a bird. Yeah, it was it's very alive. Well, they ended up burying it, and and then the didn't the dog the no. dog tried to, no the, the bulldozer dog, the, 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 the dog the, tried to the bulldozer it up. yeah I know it up. so sad but I think again this is not part of the plot necessarily but I do yeah. think like there's a lot of little things that add up to where we how we get like I think burying an animal you can say that has something to do with the events of what happened don't you think like yeah they're digging things up and and they're digging up the pool and they're digging up we will get we don't want to get to that part yet but they're unearthing things if you will but i think there's also sort of like this mythology of like making an animal sacrifice that brings on bad Mm, spirits Mm -hmm. right i'd also like to say that a lot of films that try this that try not to go straight into the plot and try doing like things that don't seem important like 
end up being like, why are, what, what does this mean? But this was a really good example of something that it really felt nat- 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 yeah. natural and it really felt like you were like with them. Like, I don't know. Like it was just well done. I like this family. Yeah. Like yeah, I, I like too. them. Yeah. M- Melissa's making a face. Please tell I, us more. I, I don't like the, the daughter, the teenage daughter. Okay. She's well, a little does? selfish. I mean, yeah. I mean, she's a teenager, of course. <laughs> and the little boy, I just wanted to like drop kick. I didn't like him. <laughs> <laughs> he was like a little shit. I don't know. No, I'm right there with you. The little boy is a little really? shit. Yeah. Aww, he just like, climbs that old dead ass tree and then like gets scared of it later. Mm-hmm. Okay. It, we'll get to that. It, it, we'll get to that. Okay. No, the tree. That is what happens. Yeah. It eats him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We'll get we'll get to that. But yeah, we see him climbing the tree. It's a lot of little things that we see have like that are we see in a different light later. Like we see him climbing the tree. Something different happens with the tree later. Um, His dad claims guys... that the tree is there to protect them, even though it's the deadest tree that anyone has ever yeah, seen. Yeah, that, that thing's going to break that the house. Set that up for like the tree's uh, going to protect you. Yeah. By the way, Hillary, did you did you f- also feel the tree was made of? Pl- Laster. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, Sarah was mm-hmm. not believing that. Oh, I didn't believe a whole lot of stuff about this. Well, well also keep in mind it was like 1982. Yeah, I mean the tree was better than that weird paper mache face they put on the guy in the scene where he rips his face. Oh off. yeah, well again 1982. But, right. Come on, you still knew what a human face looked like. Right, they were but, able to but do but it in like the technology the was do. yeah, technology was not like go back and look at some of those old horror movies. Like the the tech the technology in terms of gore has. I mean, we're just very used to very realistic gore, but that was pretty on par. I feel like for the 1980s, yeah. early 1980s. That's ridiculous. Um, Hillary won't accept it. I do not accept that. She I'm will sorry. only accept 2017 like, that was a failure gore. on the props departments. Um. I have a fun they story about method for Hillary. They should have. They should have ripped his fucking yeah. face off. His actual fucking face off. Can you imagine sitting across from that guy in a podcast interview? Then, oh yeah, so much to talk about. Um, I am like the scene where they bury Tweety. Like, I'm sorry to go back to that, but when Carol Ann is putting all the stuff in the cigar box, like, like I legit started crying. That was a sweet moment. That was really sweet. When she's like, you know, for when he's hungry and she puts the little licorice. When he's lonely, can we just talk about how like amazingly precious she is? Like in that scene, so amazing. Not not even in that scene. The whole movie, she's just perfectly cute. Except for the beginning, where she looks like Children of the Corn. That's true. She does. Well, she's got that was a common haircut in the 1980s. Okay, well, it was creepy. It was. Yeah, a little bit. The bangs, the hard bangs, were kind of the style. I had those. I had the hard bangs. You guys. I did. I need pictures of that. Oh yeah, I, need I didn't have that. curly hair oh, when I was didn't. that age. It was straight. I didn't have curly hair. I've it was it was straight hair. and brown until I was eleven. Wild. Yes, when I became when That's when my fun. when Puberty my menses came and your hair frizzy. Yeah, my ha- my hair became so frizzy. I at least had when I got my period. My whole life. Really? Yep. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I had straight brown hair until then. Wow. I'm sorry. The things you've lived through, Nicole. I know. I mean, how am I? How did I turn out the way that I did? How did I turn out to be the successful woman that I am today? My hair texture changed when I went through menopause. (laughs) (laughs) Mine too, Sarah. Oh, oh, right. Hillary went through menopause a a few years ago. Um, We also like. How did they get this child? Like, she's so perfect. She was an actress. She was in commercials. I believe she was shooting something and Steven Spielberg saw her at the commissary. I mean, I don't mean like 
I think that's how he ca- ended up casting her. Literally how they get her. I mean, how does she even exist? Like, she's so perfect. Oh, Sarah, when a man and a woman really love each other. No, you guys. They roll a J saying. on a Ronald Reagan book. <laughs> exactly. They've just wrapped up that last chapter of Reagan's life story. That they've been reading to each other about mm-hmm. how he's just really going to reshape America. He's going to make, make America, America great, great again. again. Oh, he's look, I'm not I don't love Reagan, but he's no Donald Trump. It's true. He, there. No one is. No, he had his he, he had is. he had some awful. Ter- I'm not excusing like his treatment of the, uh, for example, the AIDS epidemic or anything like that. But he was at least. He released not a lunatic, not yeah. a lunatic um, somewhat uh, wanted to be a decent human being. He, wasn't a complete monster. He put all the mental health facilities, turned everyone out. And that's why we have this homeless problem. Like he was the one that tur- turned them yeah. out. Now, I mean, look, I don't love Reagan. I don't think that uh, I wouldn't. Would have been. I don't, I don't think I would have voted for him. Trickle down. I know. Trickle, I know. I know. I know. But look, Donald Trump is a anomaly. He's like, he's like everything you want in a monster in a horror movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 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 yeah. And I think that's why American Horror Story is going to be really good this season. Exactly. Yeah, I know. I need to catch up with that. I just, I've only seen the first episode so far. It's very good. But mm-hmm. again, I don't. That's all I've seen because of movies like this. You I won't like this like season. Yeah. I don't know that you can watch it. I did watch part, half of the freak show with Twisty the Clown, though, and I was able to this handle that. This is worse. Yeah. This is so much worse. It's. Is there a lot? Is there stuff with kids? Um, Not that I've seen yet. Okay, because that stuff's really, I really mean, like, hard for me. I had to turn off it. Hotel because of that. There's a kid in it, but I don't know yeah. what happens to him. He seems fine. Well, we- you guys are watching ahead, right? Can you just let me know if that happens, and I'll try watching it, and if mm-hmm. something with a kid happens, you just tell me to skip that episode. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Aren't we all kids when you think think about it but no (laughs) well that wraps it up for today's lady bits if like me you love watching really creepy scary horror movies in the month of October. You're really going to want to check out our special guest this month, Melissa Lee. Uh, She's in a film called Dead Thirsty. It's uh, locally made in Atlanta by director Jason Wynn, and it's screening all over the place. So follow them on Instagram. That's at Dead Thirsty Movie on Instagram. And uh, you can check out their website, deadthirsty.com, for more information about where you can see Dead Thirsty and get into the Halloween spirit. You can see the brand new critical crop top show Afterlife, which is opening this weekend. That's Saturday, October 21st at the Avondale Town Cinema at 8 p.m. We're doing a big opening night party thing. So there's, uh, you know, we're going to have drinks before the show. We're going to stick around and have drinks after the show. Um, We're asking people to tweet at us their favorite party songs. We can put together a party playlist. So there's going to be comedy. There's going to be music. um, There's going to be spoken word poetry. And uh, we're going to have a big old party afterwards. So come out this weekend and enjoy the show. And if you can't make it to Saturday's opening night performance, we've got two more shows. We've got a performance on Sunday, October 22nd at the Highland and Ballroom at 7 p.m. It's going to be another great show. You don't want to miss it. And on Friday, October 27th, we're going to be doing a final performance of the show at 8 p.m. at the Highland and Ballroom. And we're also going to be taking donations for the charity GAIN. That's the Georgia Asylum and Immigration Network. We're very excited to be partnering with the Crim Center for Urban Educational Excellence at GSU for this very special show. 
it's open to the public. We're also doing it sort of in conjunction with the um, 2017 Sources Conference that the Crim Center is doing at GSU. So it's going to be a great show. Uh, it's going to be a huge crowd, and it's going to be a night of crazy, crazy comedy. So get your tickets. Uh, they're only $10, and you can get them at our website. So criticalcroptop.com backslash tickets. Uh, you can follow us on social media. That's at Critical Crop Top on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram for more information about the show. You can follow the Feminine Mistake Podcast on Facebook. We have our own Facebook page. That's at Feminine Mistake Pod. And if you want some more information about the Toby Hooper, uh, Steven Spielberg controversy, um, we've actually got an article up there. It's about John Leonetti, who was the first assistant camera on the film Poltergeist. Uh, he's now a director in his own right. He recently directed the film Annabelle, and he has some pretty solid... Um, thoughts about uh, who actually directed the film Poltergeist. So go uh, check out our Facebook page at Feminine Mistake Pod and uh, see what John Leonetti has to say about his experience working on the film. And uh, tell us what you think about the film Poltergeist or, you know, anything you think we may have missed or any topics of conversation you want to get at a little deeper. Or, of course, you can tweet at us um, at Critical Crop Top. We love hearing from our fans on Twitter, and you can subscribe to this podcast, Feminine Mistake Podcast, on Apple Podcasts, on Stitcher, and on Podbean. We'll be back next week talking about Poltergeist. So until then, um, if you've got a nightmarish casting breakdown that you would like us to read on the show during our Nervous Breakdown segment, you can send that or any other correspondence to Feminine Mistake Podcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Film Roast. Hey everyone, Hannah here, the co-host of Film Roast, where two over-caffeinated and underqualified friends talk about all things movies. If you like film factoids, lots of sarcasm, and bad impressions, check us out on iTunes, Google Play, and Stitcher. You can also follow us on Twitter, at Film Roast Show, and like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash filmroast. Happy roasting!